2: This is Monica Perez, your Libertarian Voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. So we're well into a very uh, lively and broad-ranging conversation about what happened in Baltimore and why. uh, This week in Baltimore, and right now there are protests and rallies, during the week there were... um, demonstrations some of which turned violent some of uh turned into looting and stealing and i've got to say when i look at they said there hasn't been rioting like this in baltimore since martin luther king jr uh was assassinated and it's like yeah i can understand why there were massive protests and rallies and whatever when martin luther king jr got assassinated i mean all hope was basically lost in in those days when uh, real leaders who were giving uh, effective counsel in the face of real injustice when they started getting killed i mean it must have been a a very desperate time and if you look if you've never heard of cointel pro look on wikipedia cointel pro it was an fbi operation that among other things was designed to maintain the social structure, like the hierarchy in society. And one of the things they did, I believe it was they who was responsible, uh, sent a letter to Martin Luther King to, um, encourage him to kill himself. They identified him as, uh, the most dangerous, uh, quote Negro in America, because I guess of his socialist leanings and his charisma. Uh, So that was a horrible time. And I can see people taking to the streets and I can even see people taking to the streets when when Walter Scott got gunned down in South Carolina a few weeks ago. Now, the cop did go to jail, um, get arrested for murder. But still, it was a crazy thing, much more um, emotional than this or take race out of it and look at the guy, Ibrahim Todashev in Florida, who knew Tamerlan Tsarnaev in passing the Boston Marathon uh, accused Boston Marathon bombing, the one who died and did not get a trial. But that guy was shot seven times in his apartment, unarmed with several, you know, by police officers or FBI. And that those guys uh, basically every shooting like that gets deemed justifiable. And nobody there were no protests about that. So I see these kind of things as being highly manipulated, generated in the beginning. The commissioner of police in Baltimore, the first couple of reports out of Baltimore, he said outside forces were coming to Baltimore and uh, creating problems. He took that. He didn't take it back. But they stopped saying that. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's true. I saw flyers shut them down. There are organizations that are designed just for this. And I feel like it overemphasizes uh, the emotional charge, especially about something like this, which has no, uh, you know, we don't know what happened yet. And they arrested these six cops. It seems like so far the evidence they've given is circumstantial. What happens if they have to let these guys go? Then you really have problems. Then, uh, you know, it's just being handled so poorly that I can't help but feel like it's a setup. But Um, you can look at this at the very surface level, what's really going on, the injustices, or a deeper level, what are we in for? What is this really all about? So I'm going to go to Dennis in Snellville. Hi, Dennis, you're on with Monica.
3: Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Okay. Uh, One of the problems I think that this nation has is that we have dumbed down our kids so much in school, uh, in regards to world history, as well as national history, that uh, things have gotten so skewed that they don't understand what has happened in the past. Now, what I'm referring to here is the uh, comment about possibly putting all law enforcement agencies within this nation underneath a single-tier federal government agency. Uh, All we have to do is look back at what happened in Germany in 1938 to find out this is stupid. This is crazy. Uh, And I don't think people understand that because they have lost grip of what happened back then.
2: Why why is that specific? I want people to understand why it is... Would is bad? Like why the Constitution doesn't allow for a a police force, a federal police force? I I'll tell you why I don't like it, but you tell me what your what the lesson is to you.
3: Okay, all we have to do is look at Germany in 1938. In 1938, the uh, Nazi Party actually became empowered, and we know Adolf Hitler became the leader of that party. We also know from history that the first thing he did was separate the people into classes, and he pitted one class of individual against another. We do know that for a fact on history. We also know that he burned books in a way with educational systems, so he could implant whatever he wanted to into the minds of the children that were being taught. We know that for a fact. We also know for a fact that he incorporated all law enforcement agencies underneath his federal uh, program of law enforcement through the Gestapo as well as the Nazi Party. And from there, we understand what happened. Uh, most people at least have that part of history that they understand what occurred. Then we, in, in today's society, we have to look at other countries that have a national-run uh, law enforcement agency, and they don't have separatism. A uh, good example would be Russia. How about Communist China? How about North Korea? How about Syria? How about Iran? And we, There's a list that we can go on to. Do, do the people of this country really want to live under that type of tyranny? Well, here's, where,
2: here's the punchline, is that When you have that, the National Police Force, they don't answer to you at all, and what they do is they serve their master. So it's going to be a political enforcement mechanism which will go hand-in-hand with the surveillance state to identify not dangerous criminals, but first and foremost, enemies of the state.
3: Yes, exactly. It, you know, we're, we're putting this. Uh, a national system would have to fall into the U.S. Department of Justice, I would imagine. So you would have one person who would become the king or hierarchy of that system, uh... and that's not what this country was based on. uh... And that would be a real bad situation for this country and the people if they they think they're having problems now. Wait
2: until something like that yes. That's what I'm saying. If they, if the problem is that you don't have the accountability, you don't have um, g- respect, that your rights aren't being respected, man, that is just going to make it way, way worse.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, and I think part of it comes from the fact that we no longer teach actual history to our kids in school. We have skewed history. Uh, you know, the old saying, he who wins the war dictates how it was bought. <laughs>
2: yeah, didn't Churchill say that?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: We just have to win so we can write the history.
3: We can write the history. It doesn't matter what ha- actually happened.
2: <clears throat> and that was actually intentional. I was listening to a an interview with a guy named Norman Dodd. I've mentioned this before. And the Carnegie Endowment, he said, mm-hmm. made a deliberate decision to rewrite history to detach us from our devotion to our founding principles. So it's a power elite, um, you know, deliberate agenda.
3: Well, it, exactly. I mean, I'm, I would almost bet you you could go up to probably 90 percent of the high school students that are graduating this year, seniors, and you can ask them when did World War II start, and they'll say 1941 Pearl Harbor. Right. You have no earthly idea right and and that's all they're taught see so they're only taught what we want them to hear or or the system now wants them to hear they don't understand where how it really started uh, and they,
2: and they do rewrite history quite a bit to um demonize anybody who might have had a uh, a positive influence so i don't they don't want us to revere founders um you know, everything should be washed, uh, wiped off the books because of mistakes that were made at our founding, especially slavery, which totally violates this idea of liberty and justice for all. But right that wrong, which was a government wrong to start out with, and preserve, uh, perfect the liberty and justice theme, the idea that, uh, you know, two wrongs make a right. Is It really destroys the whole foundation uh, of the country. Now, we've got a a few more calls on this subject, so I want to keep this exact conversation going. So hang on. A couple of police officers on the line want to talk about the body cameras. Robert has more to add about the Hitler analogy, so I'd like to hear about that. And uh, I've got some open lines if you want to call 800-WSB-TALK or tweet at me, Monica Perez Show.
4: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB.
2: Well, it's another beautiful day, a 10 on the Mellish meter. It's going to be another beautiful day tomorrow. So, uh, and it looks like that's going to extend into the early work week, but things can change. So stay tuned to WSB for the weather. And that weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And we are talking about the uh, Freddie Gray case, Baltimore um, unrest there. But to me, it's just because of all the confusion and the the fact that we cannot figure out what happened to this guy seems like a bunch of incompetence or just missing information. I think they know what happened. And I think this is all being manipulated so that we come to the conclusion that we should all have um, cops with body cameras. And even if you think that's a good idea, whether you're a libertarian and you want to keep the cops in line or you're a cop and you want to defend yourself with hard evidence like that, I smell a rat when they bring down the full court press like this to uh, get us to buy into something. And I want to know what you think. 800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Dennis and Alpharetta. Hi, Dennis. You're on with Monica.
0: Hey, Monica. Hey, let me throw a couple things out at you um, uh, on two sides we've got to look at. Uh, One is the the financial burden uh, that that, uh, a project like this would endure. We have over 800,000 law enforcement officers in this country, and now you've got to times that by every one of their shifts, recording that data, storing that data, then you have the whole side of when somebody requests that data you have to go through and edit out things like victims and and minors and juveniles just the cost alone is going to be uh is something that we have to address um I, I i actually believe that that most cops don't mind wearing them because uh, 99% of the cops out there are good are good people yeah uh, and they don't do the wrong so i don't think the i don't think it's an issue with Are cops willing to wear these? Uh, I I don't think there's a problem with that at all. We've had dash cameras in our cars for, you know, 15 years. Cops don't even know they're there anymore. They just, they're part of the job.
2: Yeah, and uh, I imagine that it's, I mean, I would want it. But it's funny because there's a wrinkle here in that supposedly, from what I read in the media, the Baltimore mayor vetoed a bill that the legislator passed for body cameras for the cops because she claimed it was for cost and now the feds are coming in saying oh we're going to help you with uh the cost of this so it seems to me that um they're trying to alleviate that concern of ours but that of course gives them control because they're paying for it try to alleviate
0: that but i don't think they understand the grand scope of it and in the second part getting more to what you were talking about earlier with the the invasion uh you know, it, it, it's a double-edged sword or a catch-point-two for us in law enforcement is. When do you want us to videotape? Because you're going to want us to videotape when we're out in public, we're on the street. But how about when I come to your house for a domestic or or some other issue, do I turn the camera off then? Do I le- right. leave it running?
2: Are you allowed I... to ever turn the camera off? Can you, well, you know? That,
0: well, that, that's a whole other part of it. We. The the technology hasn't caught up to exactly where we need to be, and the laws have not caught up because, again, if I come to your house and you tell me to turn it off, do I have to turn it off or am I I violating your Fourth Amendment right at that point? And if so, and something happens, now everybody's going to be jumping up and down and and riding in the street that we didn't capture it because we turned it off. Well, Uh, actually, you are
2: bringing up all the problems, you know, similar problems I have with, like, Common Core, where they don't really test it, they don't really know what's going on. They want it, though. Regardless of all that other stuff, which makes me think that all that other stuff isn't the, the real practical application, isn't what they're after. They want it because they want the data. And uh, so what you're saying are real issues. And I think it points to the fact that they don't really care about the real issues. Uh, but you do. And we're going to continue this conversation after the break. 404-872-0750. wsb talk This is Monica Perez.
4: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB.
2: I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB uh, every Saturday from 3 to 6, wrapping it up, last half hour, talking about what's happening in uh, Baltimore right now. I'm going to go to Robert in Alpharetta. Hi, Robert, you're on with Monica.
5: Hi, Monica. How are you doing? The the situation is I am seeing... I've been watching develop over the past six years, and I think the people of of this country better start waking up. Uh, Obama promised fundamental change, and a change comes with destruction of what's in existence. And what is happening is every facet of American society is being under attack. And we are looking at uh, the races being turned against each other, We are looking at the economic system being taken over and inundated with dollar bills to flush out the the monetary value of our uh, economy. We're looking at the EPA laws taking over and regulating that the Congress has already said they can't do. They're implementing it anyways. We're seeing treaties going into that are not an advantage to America or the people of this country, nor to our security, but for what the president wants and now we're seeing a situation in baltimore digress into race bait, race baiting type situations with sharpton instigating and the democrat party turning into fascists this is crazy what what is the heck is going on to society i'll tell you what's going on these rules for radical is being implemented just step by step and if you've read that book and you look at what's happening, it's exactly what's happening. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, I, I have
2: read saying. that book, and the only thing I would say is when you identify the Democrats as the source of all this, oh, you, make make it, you make it seem like the Republicans are going to save us, but they're not. No, they have their role not. to play also.
5: Agreed. Uh, I agree. It, it, the Republicans are going step, lockstep with them. So, I mean, there's no doubt here. And the elitist, I guess that's what we need to call them, the Democrats and the Republican Party, because here we gave the Republicans the majority they needed in the House and the Senate, and what are they doing? They're still passing the laws of Obama. And Hitler implemented the same things with his Nazi party when he took control. And putting all powers of police departments underneath the federal government, that goes against the Constitution. Because for all a reason. Parts, you stated... Yeah, all the power, as you stated, goes to the control of the federal government. And the federal government will dictate what is law and what isn't. And so we're going to implement social law? We're no longer going to have jurisprudence?
2: What is and, going on? And we can see now that they ju- they don't serve us. They serve uh, the, the power. You can see the cronyism, the corporatism, the corruption— uh the they they laugh at us like with obamacare that wasn't about us nancy pelosi laughed at us when they jammed that down our throats so they don't serve us they're not going to serve us the irs was used against the tea party not because the tea party's on the right but the tea party wasn't absorbed into the system i mean the tea party wasn't as much of a threat to the democrats as just regular republicans were Yet they were the ones who were targeted. the The Tea Party was good for the Democrats. It created a schism in the Republican Party. So it's all about making sure the powers at the top using the government to serve that power. I'm going to Chad and Madison. Hi, Chad. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Hi. Um,
6: I agree with what some of these folks have been saying wholeheartedly that this is the Democratic Party being opportunistic in growing the government, but. Kind of more to the point, I think this is the Democratic Party picking another opportunity to maintain the divisive climate between specifically blacks and whites in this country you, you know you don't see you don't see the, the president getting involved say in in murders in Chicago, where a lot of black people get killed, but they get killed it's it's black by other blacks so uh, i really think that the the biggest issue here is that the long-term effect is going to be you know if if the if the if the races in this country don't come together then
2: yeah i read i read something um that i've talked about on the air before called the report from iron mountain and uh, it's a controversial document. Basically, if it wasn't a leaked document from the government in the 60s, it is uh, unequivocally a reflection of the thinking of the power elite at that time in uh, the nuclear age when they didn't could no longer count on real hot wars to galvanize the people, to justify taxation, to scare people. And they talked about alternatives to war as a way to keep people loyal to government and to keep... Um, Uh, the groups that might cause trouble under control, which normally like a draft would do or killing the soldiers in war would do. It's a horrible document, report from Iron Mountain. But one of the strategies they suggest is taking a, like, quote, undesirable or dangerous uh, minority group and marginalizing them, treating them in a way that would not only remove them from society, but would provide uh, something scary for the mainstream so that they remain loyal to government and that's why i see this thing as highly manipulative and you could see if you look on all the youtube videos you can find plenty of black people middle class you know not not these elites just saying hey this is stupid we look like idiots playing into their game you know don't do it this way and i feel like they are um, they are being manipulated, even to the point where maybe some of the people throwing rocks uh, were were sent there to do that, that that's how uh, crazy I think it, it might be. And I do believe that the divisions are promoted uh, by the Democrats, by the Republicans for their own reasons. Um, and they're both happy to have it. That's why they're never going to solve the problem. Uh, going to go to Charles in Duluth. Hi, Charles. You're on with Monica.
5: Hey Monica, this will be brief. I just, uh, from watching the the television and all, I'm shocked. I didn't know that that the police would make an arrest and then just pick the people up and throw them into the back of a van. I mean, you know, that's like picking up dead dogs on the side of the road and you toss them in a in a truck or van. But you know, everything I've ever heard is if anybody has a neck injury, you know paramedics put the braces on and treat them gingerly because there could be a, a spinal injury. And yet, here, this person, I think, he, I, you know, I, I, I think the policemen did what they were doing. They were making an po- arrest. I think a knee went into the spine or the back of the neck, caused uh, severe damage at that time. And then I just learned, I think, listening to your show, uh, they call it uh, a rough ride on the way to jail. And uh, that, to
3: me, is just... That is horrible. I
5: just cannot
2: believe. uh, Yeah, I I hadn't actually registered how weird it was that they just throw these guys the back of a paddy wagon. Um, But a lot of these accusations that are being thrown around about the rough ride, about uh, maybe it hurt his neck during the arrest, that stuff is absolutely debatable. Like, that's the thing about this case, is that absolutely nothing is crystal clear. They didn't release the autopsy report. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And I do, I do have to say uh, that my, I have a crazy family. It's like half criminals, half cops. It's the craziest thing. So Uh. my brother got arrested for something minor or stopped or whatever, like a car thing. I don't know. He didn't want to be bothered. So uh, he like pretended to be sick or have a seizure or something crazy like that. The cops took him to the hospital and then he ran away. It was insane. And they took his shoes and everything for a minor thing. Nothing even ever came came of it. And I, and then I talked to my cousin, who's a cop, and she said, ugh, in New York, she said that is happens all the time. That's why you can't pay attention to that. You have to ignore it. Now, there have to be protocols then so that these guys don't get in trouble for it because if this is such a common practice that they can't tell somebody who's really hurt from somebody who's faking it, then they're going to be absolutely, totally paralyzed. I mean, I think about my kids. If every time they said, "Eh, I don't feel good, I let them stay home from school, they would absolutely say they didn't feel good every single day, and then I would never know when it was really a problem. So that is... A real problem that I would say will take some wisdom and finesse and real caring, but what I'm afraid of is that we'll hyper micromanage it from the top. These federal models use our system, even though the federal systems are often counterproductive, create more problems than they solve. Uh, So I I recognize the real problems in this case, but I think I still maintain that we're kind of being set up to focus on these real issues, and we're going to get stuff like an increased surveillance state and an increased police state through the back door while we're busy worrying about the real problems, that they're happy, the government's happy the real problems exist, to keep us distracted, to keep us still wanting um, government to feel like we have fear, it's a little messed up. Uh, I'm going to Michael. And Lilburn, Michael, you're on with Monica.
1: Hey, Monica. Uh, may the good Lord bless you and the Holy Eucharist and the Blessed Virgin Mary keep you.
2: Thank you. Are you about to now say, but? <laughs> oh,
1: no, no, no. You
2: need uh, extra help.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Uh, just, thank you. I mean, that sincerely, I'm I'm a devout Catholic, and uh, yeah, I'm just wishing another Uh, devout Catholic, Well wishes. I do. I really
2: feel like, and I know there are a lot of libertarian atheists, but I I have to say, I feel like even if you struggle with faith, that uh, that objective ethic is so valuable in teaching your kids. I mean, that's why when you see these guys looting not everybody was destroying stuff but everybody was stealing from the liquor store because there's a kind of double ethic they feel like there was injustice and against a system and they'll they'll retaliate against that system um instead of feeling like there is a higher purpose to uh y- y- you know having a virtuous um you know uh approach to life but go ahead michael see we got off track talk to me what do you got um,
1: You you were kind of speaking about what I was going to say, and obviously, the rioting in Baltimore, it's it's not going to help anything, but what I don't understand and what I haven't heard is this man died in police custody, and in jails, they have video equipment. They have surveillance. Everything in a jail is videotaped, so... Somewhere there is a videotape that shows what happened to this young man. Yep.
2: I, I yes, I didn't think is, of that, that exactly.
1: I don't, that is what I don't get because yep. I haven't heard nothing about a videotape. Yep. And I'm glad that they brought these police officers to justice. If they're in the wrong, then they should be punished. But you know, either way, you know, I'm you know, I'm praying and I'm saying my rosaries every day, and I just hope. That everything will just, you know, calm down because this is this is not, you know, what our Lord wants from us. You
2: well, know? I think uh, my instinct is the same that we can't see. Uh, this stuff that they're withholding a lot of stuff that would clarify the situation, defuse it. And instead they're, um, they're withholding it. Cause I agree. There has to be so much more video footage from all the cameras. You cannot walk out your house. You cannot drive down the street without counting. Probably if you're driving in your car count, by the time you get home, you'll see 30 cameras. And I just don't believe that in the city of Baltimore. And and like you say, in police uh, spaces, they're not going to have that. So I think that I do smell a rat on this one. We're going to wrap it up right after this. This is Monica Perez.
4: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
2: Wrapping it up, I am on every Saturday from 3 to 6. We're talking about the Baltimore case, but I brought up some other issues, including cameras on cops, and the call by Al Sharpton and definitely echoed a little bit by Obama in his way to federalize the police. So I got a, pay, a Facebook post from D saying, uh, they weaken the military, they take your guns, they take over the police, so you can't have a coup to take your government back. Now that's going even deeper down the rabbit hole than I went, I, I think her point is that they that once they have all that power, if the government then the government can really get out of control and know darn well that there's absolutely nothing we can do to stop them. And that also, I think a lot of this unrest, a lot of this pitting us against the cops, um diminishes the power of what a lot of these cops and law enforcement and stuff and military Uh, If they don't actually belong to the organization, the Oath Keepers have the same philosophy, which is they're not going to be used to rob us of our constitutional rights. They're not going to put down civil unrest if it's justified. So the government has to do something about that if it wants to preserve itself, which I think it does. I want to give Jack in Atlanta just a a quick minute, the last word on the show before uh, I sign off. Jack, um, a cop for 20 years. What do you have to say, Jack?
4: Yeah, I was in D.C. on the V for 20 years. And just two quick points. First of all, if, if I had, I would have paid for my own body camera, uh, it would have exonerated me about six times when I had complaints against me. None of them got—I didn't get in trouble with any of them, but I'm telling you, if you put body cams on cops, it's going to exonerate a lot more cops than it's going to convict. Second thing, though, I know it may seem strange to civilians that someone would get hurt like this, or the idea sounds strange that someone would hurt himself in the back of, of a police van. To anybody who's ever been on the beach, this sounds, people, exactly like what 80% of the people I ever arrested would do.
2: Uh, that's exactly what my cousins, what the do. cops in New York, and my brother who got in trouble did it. I was like, yeah. come on. No, I'm not, not, not about what the cops do. This is what the No, the victims, do. that's what I'm saying, they the perpetrators, ga- they, they, will, they, they right, fall they to pieces, they won't let you drag them.
4: The right, they will bang their head against the wall. For an hour, if it helps them either develop some kind of fake claim against the department so they can get plead out on a case, or for whatever else. This guy had spent his entire life in and out of the system.
2: And he, he, so he claims he had lead poisoning that affected his mental state. Right. Well, you know. No, whatever. I'm saying like he won a, uh, or he negotiated a settlement, his family... Because I'm just saying that if he had bizarre, erratic behavior, it wouldn't surprise me if it were, you know, I, not, but we don't
4: it's know. It's not bizarre and erratic. It's very rational, oh. very thought out. Yeah. These okay. guys are the greatest experts on the Sixth Amendment that you're ever going to find in the United States. Far better than any criminal defense lawyer. They know exactly what the rules are. They are in. They would gladly break their skull if it gets them out of a boot. If it saves hmm. them a year of their lives out of a can.
2: Oh. Wow. All right. I, I get what you're saying, and um, I... Don't deny it. I'm it's just that we don't know what happened. And that's the essence of this whole case. That's the beauty. Is it a psychological operation? If not, it's certainly acting like one, but I'm going to continue this conversation on Facebook and on Twitter. You can get to all that stuff through my website, monicaperezshow.com show.com. And if you missed any of the show, I'm going to post the podcast early in the week compliments of WSB. So uh, I'll talk to you next week, Saturday from three to six.
0: When you visit Arizona,